Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 112. Dom's back this week. Yeah, my spidey senses are tingling, uh, whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, God. Something else was tingling last week, apparently. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take uh, Jordan? Yeah. Jordan's back this week as well. He was here last week. Jared, it's uh, great to have you here. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, great to have you on the show, Jared. So episode 112, in terms of what we've been playing, it was actually a really slow week for me. Um, in all honesty, I the only thing I pretty much did in video games was swing around New York. I had already, you know, obviously I talked about last week, Platinuming Spider-Man, but I didn't have a whole lot of time, and I was like, what do I want to do with the little bit of time I have? So I just loaded up Spider-Man and just swung around the city. Um, I was actually debating uh, starting up a second uh, run of the story on a different save file. Um, but I don't know. It's just we're in the in between we're in the in between period where like I'm picking up Assassin's Creed Odyssey when it comes out Ooh. and then rolling into Red Dead, so I'm just like. What about the DLC for Spidey? I already have that pre-purchase. I bought the deluxe edition when it came out. It's so you're out. you're in for that? Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm just waiting. For, I'm in the in between stages. Also, one thing I want us to talk about. Uh, I don't want to go on a long conversation about it. It's just a, a point that I wanted to make is that... Remember last week here we were talking about... And me and you have differing opinions on it, Jordan. How when you finish uh, missions, they they kind of hold the, the single-player mission for a little bit. Maybe like... Yes. It's anywhere between like 30 seconds to a minute. It's really weird. Um, I love yeah. that, by the way. I, what, never, I never got to spit out on that, but I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so oh. me and Jordan had a conversation about that last week. And talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that happens after every mission. And then when I actually was watching other people play through it, it doesn't. And it seems like the missions they select to do it on are contextually, they give you a reason as to why you couldn't go to the next story mission right away. But I also understand where Jordan's coming from of like, hey, if I just want to go there, I don't need the con- – I get the context. You just don't need to give me the time. You know what I mean? I can put the context in my head. So It also just seems very arbitrary the way it works, but – as far as the time, uh, yeah, I think it's just they want you to start swinging, and then once you're far away from the far enough away from whatever yeah, it is, <laughs> then it's like it's, almost, it's just almost pointless. I don't know. I, had, I yeah. did have a few. And we have different opinions on it. I did have a few weird moments where, for the most part, it felt natural when they do things like that. But there was a there was like one weird moment where it was like, oh, I gotta be to MJ's for dinner, but then I went and did something else, and, and he made a, Peter made a comment like, oh man, I'm gonna be in so much trouble, or whatever. She's gonna be pissed basically. But then like. It was fine, and nothing came of it, even though I just did this whole thing, other thing. I don't know. It was just a weird... Their, their form well, didn't quite work at that one, I guess. I don't know. Well, that story mission also gets interrupted by another actual main story mission when you have to go to the lab with Otto. Yeah, that's that's what it was. So it was yeah. still main story, but it just felt like... I, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, it just seemed a little weird, I guess. I don't know. Weird, yeah. Like, not even a real uh, complaint. Just a... You know. In terms of what I've been watching and stuff, I don't think I watched anything either. Uh, I was planning to watch uh, The Dragon Prince. I can't remember if that's the name of the title. The new series from the Avatar guys, Avatar Lost Airbender guys, that's on Netflix. I didn't get around to that either, unfortunately. Speaking um, of. Yeah. And uh, real quick, the last thing is um, I've read a, a lot of comics. Um, but in terms of the ones I've read so far this week that came out this week that were really good, uh, the Spider-Man Annual came out, which is interesting. It's about Miles Morales. Um, it's a little short story about him and having to deal. It's a story from like when he was in when he's in school and having to deal with um, 
like rich kids because he doesn't necessarily come from like the best neighborhood. So it's like a, a story about him talking to his uncle Aaron Davis and his uncle warning him that he's not like the other kids. He has to earn everything because there a lot of them are like trust fund kids and yada yada yada. It's a really neat story there. Uh, they also released the annual for Captain America, and that one's really good. It's about him and Bucky during, uh, like, way back when, when he originally became um, Captain America. And it's a side story of them saving some people from Nazis, but it's not any Jewish people. They're actually, I think, Romanian. Um, and one of them is actually a, a gay Russian. And there's, like, so it's a really cool story of them talking about Captain America saving people who aren't inherently Jewish from Nazis. It's a really cool, um, small story. And then the other one was Batman Damned, which we talked about in our chat. Uh, Dom, I told you that that launched yeah. this week. That was interesting. It features Constantine. Obviously, he's like an unreliable narrator. So that's really interesting in terms of the writing and how the pages unfold. There's a huge controversy because the original art for it... Features. It also features Bruce Wayne's penis. Um, oh, which was The in shadow. The, yeah. The shadow. Uh, it wasn't in the retail version. So, like, I heard about all this controversy and I was reading through. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm going to see Bruce Wayne's penis at some point. And then I did it and I was like, oh, I felt cheated. Like, no, was it like, was. <laughs> so it was in the physical retail version. And but not then they're going to change the, the rest of the prints. But, yeah, they had already changed the digital. And so <laughs> yeah. only, uh, only people that bought the physical book have got that treasure of the shadow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, enjoyed that. It's interesting. It's also under DC's Black Label, which is the thing that everybody wants the big publishers to do with comics, which is... Showing off dogs. Yeah, exactly. No, they're standalone stories, so they get creators to come in and just tell stories out of continuity that are just their own thing. So Batman Damned is three issues. Um, that's pretty much it for me in terms of what I watch and stuff. I wanted to get around to uh, Atypical, which is a really good uh, Netflix original show about a kid with autism. Um, who's on the spectrum and it's his family and stuff and then uh, American Vandal season 2 I wanted to get around to too but I didn't get around to anything this week so pretty pretty nothing week for me in terms of entertainment and stuff so what about you guys well let me, so, let me get in since get in, you mentioned because I'm going to cut you off <laughs> this is what I do um, I haven't Please watched uh, American Vandal season 2 I haven't watched any more of Ozark season 2 and actually I haven't gotten around to Stranger Things season 2 I'm just trying to piss off Jordan right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the, yeah, the comment. I forgot about that. You can go ahead, though, Jordan, for real. Just... As long as you're not going to try to act like a fucking critic and be like, oh, let me tell you about this groundbreaking new television experience. <laughs> Season one of Stranger Things. It changed my life. And then I'm like, Dom, did you like Stranger Things season two? You're like, oh, I didn't even fuck with it. That would be something that would piss me off. But you weren't like... You were never like, oh, let me tell you about these television experiences. To be honest, I mean, actually, I was—I probably would have said some, uh, you know, snobby shit like that about Ozark when I first watched season one. But Stranger Things, like, the first awesome. couple episodes, like, I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is awesome. I like what they're doing here. But by the end of it, I was kind of burnt out on it already. I was like, all right, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what, yeah. what have you been doing? Well, here's something that I could never be burned out on since Jared mentioned uh, the Dragon Prince which is you know some of the people that worked on Avatar The Last Airbender they're bringing a live action uh, I guess remake of the original series to Netflix which uh, they've already done in movie form and didn't turn out super well with uh, M. Night Shyamalan so we'll see how this goes but 
It has the I'm writers, right? Well, the, yeah, that's the best part is it's the original creators that are working on it. And um, they've done some of the comic books, and they obviously did the sequel series, Legend of Korra, which I fucking love and actually think might or probably is better than the original series. But uh, I've just been wanting this whole... I mean, like I said, they're they're continuing in the comic books, but I just want this franchise to continue because it's so cool. And I'd like to see the next, you know, who the next Avatar is after Korra, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm down with this. So, uh, super excited about that, even though it's not really related to video games. And then uh, what I watched... Um, I should give a shout out to uh, Justice League Season 2, finish that up. And so then I went ahead and started Batman Beyond Season 1. And god damn, I fucking love this show so much. Um, I wish we had an HD remaster. We're just now getting the remaster of the animated series. Uh, So it might be a while for Beyond... Um, but it just it still looks and sounds so great even in DVD quality. So, so you have the DVDs then? Uh, I have the digital files, but uh, <laughs> oh jeez, how did you get those? Well, <laughs> never out mind, on don't the open seas. Out on the open seas, there's many ways to acquire <laughs> such things. Um. So I should also give a shout out. I started watching Venture Bros. I enjoy it. We'll see uh, how far down the line I go with that. But it's it's a cool show. Um, oh, and uh, I should give a shout out to uh, Back to the Future, which obviously I'm a big Rick and Morty fan, but I've never seen uh, the original movie series that inspired it. So uh, I watched the first two and uh, very enjoyable movies and uh, totally get why they're um, so beloved, I guess. Um, and, um, oh, I gotta give a big shout out to, uh, an anime OVA series, uh, from, I guess the late eighties, um, called Bubblegum Crisis. And it's like this cyberpunk, uh, series with like heavy, heavy eighties vibes. And, um, it is in HD and it is freaking gorgeous and the animation like the hand-drawn animation is just out of this freaking world so I gave a big big shout out to that and there's definitely like 80s cheesiness to it I guess you could say but I'm really enjoying it so it's a short series but uh, so far it's really I don't know it's a treasure I guess you could say so and then of course I uh, finished up Spider-Man and uh, I won't say anything about the ending because I'll let uh, Don come in and uh, let us know what he thought before I color your impressions, I guess. Look out for our spoiler cast, too. Once all three of us finish it, we're going to be doing yeah. a spoiler cast where we talk about everything. So look forward to that as well. Sure. I'm excited for that. Cause... So. Are you done, Jordan? Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, obviously, I've talked a lot about the game, but uh, I enjoyed it very much. So um, we'll talk about the complete thing later on so uh, i haven't finished the game. i haven't played anything in like the past week but i never did uh throw out my my two cents on spider-man i assume i actually haven't listened to last week's podcast actually shame on me but i assume you guys spent a good amount of time talking about spider-man 
So yeah, like forty sure. minutes, I think. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, it's worth the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just like shows how much we had to say about it. So yeah, I'll keep it real quick. I mean, I've been playing it, and I, I assume I, I loved it just as much as, as both of you guys did. It's, Jared, it seems like you especially like just balls deep in that thing. Um, because it's good, man. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How, like, is there a better? The way you describe, it, you're like, I got a platinum, and like, I might go back again. And I'm like, dude. Like okay, damn. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. The game is like it's phenomenal. I mean, I can like my takeaway so far, and I'm not even done. Like this is a better this is a better version of any of the Arkham games. I think easily in pretty much every aspect. The only aspect, the only thing that Arkham the Arkham Arkham games do better is that they have Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I happen to prefer Batman than Spider-Man. But anyway, okay. I don't know. To me, it's a legacy thing enough. too, because like a lot of the stuff in Spider-Man owes it to the Arkham series. Of with a lot of its systems oh, and stuff. Yeah. It just, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But I'm like, yeah. Obviously, like the traversal is just stupid good in Spider-Man. I'm sure that's been said many times by us and everyone else. You know, who's even seen the game and the combat? I think is is who has eyes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like so much better than like the Arkham combat. There's so much more to it. It's like. It's so much more varied, not just in, like, you know, crazy button combos that you have to learn kind of varied, but it's, like, simple. There's different things you can do and jump around and, you know, grab things and swing them at people while you're jumping and different... I don't know. There's just a lot to it, but it's still friendly, and, like, even people like me who aren't into, like, the button combo bullshit, um, it's easy to grasp and do different fun stuff when you're fighting. Like, so the combat is just superb, and, like, so far, not totally done, but the story is just, like, really engaging. It's better than... You know some of the Spider-Man movies, uh, at least some of them, probably most of them. But yeah, just it's it's all good, man. Spider-Man's been great, and I, I'm this weekend. I'm not. You know what? I'm gonna say it this weekend. I will beat it. So by, certainly by the next time we talk, I'll have it beat. But awesome. Yeah. Nice. So especially towards the end of the game, things start rolling a lot quicker. Um, because it's for the mo- I think the pacing is good in the game, but like for most of the game, it's like kind of a slower burn, and then towards the end, it like it ramps up really quickly, going from thing to thing. So I think you should be able to roll into the end pretty well. Yeah, and then you said you are going for the platinum, right? You're gonna try to get that bad boy. Yeah, it seems like it'll be pretty easy, just kind of rolling through and go, like doing all the side stuff. I like it. I like the variety of different side things where it's not just one collectible. Because um, for example, like I already got all the backpacks. That was like one of the first things I did. I was like, as soon as they introduced that, I'm like perfect excuse to just fly the hell around and just grab these things and then honestly yeah every time you pick one up i'm like sat and listen to the explanation of it some of them were dumb throwaways but a lot of the backpack collectibles were like holy crap that was actually an interesting little piece of story that it was something i don't know i've had to stop i've had to cut myself off of doing that like with the little tidbits and video games because it's hard enough to remember the main story of a game for me and so i'm just like I'm sure that some writer worked really hard on these tidbits that they yeah. wrote into this in-world universe book or whatever, but I just, I can't do it anymore. But I'm sure they have, like, really cool stuff. I like the pictures, at least. Yeah, it's all yeah, pretty like, cool. There's some, there's even some small Easter eggs, like uh, the card that Peter gets as his go-away from the Daily Bugle, if you click on it and you open it up, it actually has a signature from Eddie Brock in it. So, like, that's the only uh, way you would know that Eddie Brock is, like, quote-unquote, still around. You'd assume that, but... Um, that was cool to see that as well. Um, I did uh, hear one where he's talking about his and Mary Jane's first date, and then it, oh, yeah. they go there in a cutscene and talk about it. So yeah, they like reference the stuff in the story. 
you want to hear a funny anecdote that I found out about? Uh, Dom, you've already had the scene where he cooks for Mary Jane, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so you know how he talks about the dumpling incident? Oh, before before that. So, actually, you finish okay. first. So apparently that's actually a meta joke with the developers because they had a, an idea that they felt was terrible that the game was originally going to open up with Martin Lee at like a dumpling shop and that's where like Peter finds out that he's Mr. Negative and they're like oh that's kind of like partially overtly racist a little bit so I'm glad oh, not do that geez. so then the think. whole the whole dumpling oh, thing geez. is actually a meta reference to themselves of like oh you not the dumpling fiasco it's pretty cool well, <laughs> well in that same scene then where he's cooking dinner totally um, meta cause Emily was sitting next to me while I'm playing or whatever and, and uh, MJ goes Wow, that smells good. What are you making? And he says, curry. It's like, dude, how many people do not, cannot identify the smell of curry? Damn it. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, Emily pointed that out to me. I was like, yeah, that's kind of a whatever. But just, just it was just I funny. think it's just one of those, it's just one of those social cue things of like, yeah. you know what somebody's doing or, or you know, whatever, and you, you say it out of right. like social conversation. Like, how are you doing? So, good. Or, you know, whatever. You just say it yeah, to say it. Yeah. Anyway. It's like somebody orders food at a restaurant and they're like they're like scarfing it down. You're like, is that good? It's like, well, yeah, it's a yeah, rhetorical no question. Yeah. Of course, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's it was just like a funny moment, I guess. But like uh, I was saying about the collectibles, I'm I really like how they have so many different kinds and they force you to um, get all the different kinds to get upgrades. Right, where like your upgrades require um, it gets a little bit confusing at first. Um, like, well, what do I need to do to get this? You know, this piece of whatever to upgrade. But I like it, it forces you to do the different activities that you might not otherwise do. Like, you know, it forces you to try all the different challenges if you want to get, you want to be able to upgrade or buy this suit or whatever it is. So I'm, I actually really like that. That was something unique. I don't know that I've ever seen something quite as uh, weird or whatever new like that. I thought it was a cool way to do those. But otherwise, overall, Spider-Man is an awesome game, and I'm really digging it. So that's pretty much uh, all I've got we'll to do. Before we hop into the news, the one thing I wanted to mention, minor spoiler for the game, is something that I took for granted or I didn't even think about, Stan Lee being in the game. I don't oh, want to mention yeah. where the cameo is for people who haven't gotten it or seen it, but, like, that was something that's so obvious of, like, oh, yeah, Stan Lee's going to cameo in this game, but I didn't even, like, personally, I didn't even think that was... I, Full you know? fucking motion capture. I had the same... <laughs> Jared, I had the same exact thought as you where I was, like, when it happened, I was, like, oh! But I'm, like, oh, well, duh. Why, why did that yeah, fucking exactly. get me? <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it got me too, yeah. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, like, they talk about like, he went into the studio and did full motion capture for it. Seriously. Which is a testament to, like, we uh, Jordan brought this up too, is, like, Jordan really thinks that one of the strengths of this game is the the the, the voice acting and, like, the facial recognition. Oh, yeah. The animation is, like, great. Definitely. Um, before we hop into the news, in terms of you said we were both high on it, uh, I would say I'm higher on it, obviously, than Jordan is. Uh, and obviously you can step in here, Jordan, I don't want to necessarily speak for you, but he liked it a lot, uh, but he did have some holdbacks, so we'll probably talk about in the spoiler cast, more so than me. He had some issues with it. Yeah, there's a couple quirky things. Sure. I had some bugs, too, you know, yeah. some things. I'm like, Which, that's know. a toss-up, too, because, like, I've seen the bugs, I'm like, I didn't experience any of those. Yeah. Like, I'm just lucky, because that's yeah. not, you know, it's just whatever. One of those. So. Let's hop into the news. We have quite a bit of news stories here. It's pretty PlayStation... Play... Station centric. Uh, ever since I bought a PS4, I've made the jump. No longer, I don't care about Xbox. I'm kidding. <laughs> just um, throw it all away, right? Fuck. Geez. Yeah, just throw it all away. PlayStation. Uh, have no loyalties. Uh, so the first bit of news is actually sad, but there is an optimistic side to it. So Capcom has shut down Capcom Vancouver, which is the studio behind the Dead Rising games. 
this is by way of Kotaku, uh, Stephen Totillo. Uh, Capcom confirmed this week that their main Western studio, Capcom Vancouver, is shutting down. Uh, there were some previous layoffs earlier in the year that kind of uh, showed that this might happen. According to Capcom, yeah. the move was made so they could focus development on major titles in Japan. The move will reportedly set Capcom back $40 million, but more importantly, 158 people lost their jobs in the move. Reports are stating, however, Jeez. that a majority of these ex-Capcom Vancouver fan, uh, employees have found jobs at EA Vancouver, which is a studio that uh, helps with FIFA and NHL. So obviously, if you work for EA, there's a chance you could have your studio shut down, but the fact that it's a studio that works on FIFA, which is like their most profitable franchise, it's like, that's great that they landed there. It's in Vancouver, too, right. so it's the, you know, they don't have to get displaced or anything that's, like that's that. That's really awesome. That's the part of that, yeah. I hope it was a good chunk of them, because that, that's awesome, dude. If you get... You hit with that news, but then it's like, oh, you get a job doing close to the same thing in the same city. That'd be like, whew, just some relief. Yeah, and the thing is, as, as much as much crap as we talk about EA, I'm assuming that be- the benefits for working for that company are pretty rock solid. You know what I mean? So, I'd assume anyways. Who knows? Might have a story in a couple of months that that's right. not the case, but who knows? Yeah. Um, a couple of questions I have for you guys is, why do you think they were shut down? Obviously, there's the business standpoint of Capcom didn't think it was worth it, yada, yada, yada. But, like, in terms of, you know, they worked on Dead Rising. They were their, probably their most, their primary Western studio. And they said they're focusing on Japanese development. Like, why do you think they were shut down? And also, with this move, on top of that, what do you think the future is for Dead Rising? It's not the brightest. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see much in that regard of a future at all. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, but, like, spinoffs and stuff? Yeah. I don't know. The thing is, is for a game developed by a Western studio, don't you think that Dead Rising was, like, weirdly and quirkily Japanese in its roots? Yeah, like, It did feel that. very Japanese. So, do you think that it transitioning to, like, a Japanese studio working on it, do you think it'll feel like Dead Rising still? Honestly, it would probably, if they're going to do something with that, and I mean, they will, it's just a matter of, like, when and what it looks like, but I think it would look like something different, you know, very different. Yeah. Um... Because I, I want to say Dead Rising 4 was the last one to come out, right? Yes. And then yeah. 3 was a, a year or two or three or something before that. It was a, almost a launch title for the Xbox One. Okay, yeah, because it was exclusive yeah. to Xbox at least. Um, but I don't know. Those games just felt kind of like – I didn't play either. I haven't played any of them, so I might be speaking ignorantly. But especially as of late, it kind of felt like it's another Dead Rising game. And that was like – that was the headline. It, it came out. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dead Rising. I don't know. It just seemed like it doesn't well, have much I just think, excitement to it. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of Capcom games that need to be focused on more than Dead Rising, so hopefully they'll do Good that. Yeah, point. and I mean, in, in the long run, I, I, we, I wouldn't even be surprised if it, the IP was purchased by somebody else, because mm-hmm. I could easily THQ. see that happening, too, and I don't think... <laughs> THQ Nordic, yeah, or Xbox, because yeah. uh, it depends on how much they'd be willing to sell the IP for and stuff like that. Um, and I do agree with you that, like, Though Dead Rising is beloved and has a definitely a cult following and it sold decent and never sold great after the first one anyways, and its gimmick was never, it was never innovated on. It was just like, there's a ton of zombies, kill them all, we have an achievement to kill way too many, and then that was kind of thing, and there was like dumb quirky Craft jokes weapons. about the weapons you would make, yeah. but there was never a, an advancement, right, to meet all these other games that are breaking the industry in terms of their advancements with mechanics or or a visual fidelity. So it just seems like it was a franchise that was stagnant. So maybe this, the shakeup here, will bring us something worth worthy of a new Dead Rising game. Who knows? But I'm, most importantly, I'm just glad that those, a lot of those people uh, reportedly have jobs again. So yeah. 
it just it's crazy that Capcom would be willing to bite the bullet on $40 million. You'd have to think like Monster Hunter's success this year probably allows them to do that a lot easier. You know, and it also uh, Devil May Cry coming out and uh, Mega Man. It seems like, okay, Resident we're fine Evil. with a $40 million loss. Yeah, and Resident Evil early next year. So we'll see what happens. Glad to see those people get new jobs. Um, I mentioned Monster Hunter World. We're going to be talking about the August 2018 MPD numbers. Uh, these came by way of VentureBeat, Jeff Grubb. So the key highlights of August's uh, MPDs include Madden having its best launch sales uh, since 2013, wow, which cool. is interesting because the NFL has been shedding viewership and there's a lot of arguments as to does that have to do with the kneeling, does it have to do with the move to digital media and them not kind of making that jump? Like sports is kind of the only last thing on, on basic cable or regular cable that has people subscribing to those services because it's hard to watch NFL games through uh, digital service, you know what I mean? It's not like the majority mm, yet. It is changing um, now. Exactly, especially with like Sling TV mm -hmm. and YouTube TV and a bunch of other services. Um, another big highlight was Monster Hunter launched on PC, and it finished pretty highly in the MPDs, which we'll get to. So it had a great launch. People were worried there, like, will it translate to PC? Are people excited? It's like been like an eight month wait, right? August to January. So that seems like a PC ass um, game to begin with to me. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the other big uh, highlight here is Modern Warfare 2 entered backwards compatibility in August, and it landed in the top 10 on the MPDs. Fucking absurd, dude. <laughs> yeah. So there's obviously the argument of, like, is backwards compat really worth it in the long run? Do people play it enough? This is kind of a notch in the positive yeah. direction of that, of, like, you can release a game. Also, it's it's buffed up by the fact it's a Call of Duty game, so, don't you know, don't take it entirely at, at well, face We were just value. talking about how you can play... Uh, um, Red Dead Redemption, the original, in uh, 60 frames per second. And, uh, you know, you can get a used copy of that, or you could buy it digital, but either way, I think it's obviously been worth it for Microsoft. Oh, yeah, 100%. Definitely. Uh, and I think the front-end work was a lot more difficult, um, but I think now in the back-end, now that they have it streamlined, I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty easy, you know what I mean? Um, now they got yeah. that all figured out. Um, and lastly, hardware sales were up 22% year-over-year, and unlike other previous months, the big three effectively tied in terms of dollar sales. So they all came out kind of even, which is really interesting. You would assume that, um, well, I guess, no, I'm thinking a month early. I was going to say with Spider-Man, the PlayStation might have been above, but that's September MPDs, not August. Jared, you idiot. Um, so we're going to go over... Oh, you fucking <laughs> dummy. Idiot. Uh, we're going to go over the top ten games for August. Uh, number and remember, any Nintendo exclusive title doesn't include digital. And for Madden, there's no digital PC sales included. I don't know why. It's weird, but it is what it is. So number ten, Super Mario Odyssey. Number nine, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Number eight, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2. Uh, that's the backwards compat, obviously, which is crazy. Uh, number seven, God of War. So it's kind of fallen off a little bit. I mean, it's still in the top ten, which is great. But for a couple of months there, we were seeing it in the top five a lot. So, number seven, God of War. Uh, number six, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker. Well, duh, of course. Uh, Don't you guys go. know? Yeah, those those weeaboos. Naruto, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker. Number five, Mario Kart 8. Number four, of course it's on the list. You guys know what game it is. Number four, come on. GTA 5. Exactly, GTA 5. Number three, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, because, of oh, course. Shit, yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, number two, Monster Hunter World. That PC launch was really impressive. Uh, people were itching for it. I'm interested to see... I would love to see how many of those were pre-order numbers of people who have just been want, waiting for it to come out, you know what I mean, eight months later. Um, Possible. And number one, this is going to... So number one is Madden NFL 19, which is, you know, United States, it's football season, it's August, of course. This is going to be surprising... Let's go, Predators. This is going to be surprising when I get to the next thing of the top five games for the year. Number five, GTA 5. Which is like, wow, that's... Kind of sad in some aspects, but kind of really impressive in others. Uh, number four. I mean, with it ramping up towards Red Dead, it makes sense. Number four, Madden NFL 19. So ah. despite it only being out, uh, it came out the 12th. Damn. It's like three weeks. It's the fourth best selling game for the year. Madden sells, man. Point taken. It's, it's, in, yeah, it's insane. People are hungry for football. Number three, Monster Hunter World, uh, which is really awesome for Capcom. Number two, God of War. So despite it falling off in the MPDs a little bit, it's still up there. Number two for the year. Um, and mind you, this is the first con- this is the only console exclusive on the top five. And number one, Far Cry 5. Because despite whether or not they get huh. great reviews or okay reviews, Ubisoft knows how to sell games. And they always have a top seller. Every- it seems like every single year. You know what? That was a good so, game. Yeah, but Far Cry 5 didn't have a deep enough message, Jared. So. <laughs> it's a failure. I'm pretty sure cashing those checks, the only message they need is it was approved. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> any Anything surprising there with the MPDs? Pretty straightforward, right? The, the Madden thing is, like, surprising, but it yeah. makes sense. It's like, oh, it's already in the top five for the year. People love Madden. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's anything too shocking. I'm glad that Monster Hunter World sold really well on PC, too, because I want it to continue to be more Western-friendly. I was worried that this game might not sell well on PC, and then they'd be like, well, it sold well on consoles, but maybe we should just focus more on the traditional Monster Hunters. And I think this is showing Capcom, like, no, dummy, Western audiences will eat this up. Just make it a little bit more user-friendly and modern Man. in its design. Like you know, Dom said, it's a PC-ass game. <laughs> well, I was what I was going to say, Jared, kind of the inverse of that point is, like, I bet there's, like, some Reddit forums or whatever communities of people who are, like, Monster Hunter purists who are like pissed off that they oh, made yeah. the game so like you know noob friendly and they made it, but it's like an easy Monster Hunter game. Trust me, it's still confusing as fuck, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, Capcom yeah. sold out to sell more copies, and you know what? I would say the same thing if Dark Souls did something similar. But you know, I'm sure that exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and the thing too is that they also—it's not like this is releasing in a vacuum. Monster Hunter Generation Four, or whatever, recently re-released or got ported to the Switch, so there's still that traditional, uh, very True. obtuse Monster Hunter experience. Yeah. The purest. Yeah, and also like, you you know that they're gonna have those, especially for their Japan market, because that's one of their biggest markets for Capcom, and I'm pretty sure they prefer the more obtuse stuff they've gotten used to over the years, as opposed to this more Westernized thing. But we'll see. Um, speaking of sales, though, this will be probably featured when we talk about September's MPDs next month. But Spider-Man is now the best-selling PS4 exclusive ever. Fastest-selling, not best-selling. Uh, miss mistyped there. Uh, had a typo. Stupid fucking uh, idiot. <laughs> so, uh, in just three days, Spider-Man managed to sell 3.3 million copies, which surpassed God of War's uh, 3.1 million copies in the same amount of time. So, it is now the fastest-selling exclusive on PS4 ever. It was also reported that uh, Spider-Man broke the PS4 record for most copies pre-ordered, coming in at 1 million copies, Damn. Uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm one of them. So, 
so before this game came out, we, we talked about a couple of times of like how popular Spider-Man is, and don't be surprised if this game sells a ton. Uh, currently, Uncharted 4 is at 8.7 million copies sold. It's the, mo the, the top-selling uh, PS4 exclusive. God of War was at 5 million in April. We haven't had any official numbers, but it's been top 10 MPD every month since. Top 5 most of those months. So I'm assuming it's going to shake out to probably be sell higher than Uncharted 4. Yeah. You know. So I have a couple of questions for you guys. One, will Spider-Man finish as a top-selling game on the platform? And two, though it can, do you think, realistically, Last of Us Part Two will break this fastest-selling mark? Ooh, I like these questions. It's got to be Spidey. Got to be Spidey. He's yeah. too popular. So wait, I don't think like as as good of a game as Last of Us Part Two is probably going to be. I I don't see it selling more than a Spider-Man game, man. Yeah, like, like a, a good ass Spider-Man game. I agree. I think I think Last of Us yeah. falls just short um, of Spider-Man sales ultimately. Yeah, and do you think Spider-Man will be the top-selling game on the platform when it's all said and done? From an exclusive yeah. standpoint, yeah. Is that yeah, yeah? Yeah. Okay. If that's what you're asking, then. Yeah, because I mean, what else? There's God of War, Uncharted Four, and um, Last of Us. What else is in the pipeline? I, I don't see anything. Infamous else. Ghost of Ghost Sun, Bloodborne. <laughs> Come on, Tom. I bet Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, what's the What's the biker zombie game? Uh, Days Gone. Good one. Days Gone is going to be up there with Spider. <laughs> Um, and I think the tail end of this you have to speak about too is I think Spider-Man will have a longer tail than a lot of those other exclusives because no matter what day of the week it is, a kid can walk into a video game store and see a picture of Spider-Man and want to buy it. Whereas I don't think spiders have tails. <laughs> Whereas like God of War and Uncharted and even The Last of Us Part Two when it comes out, as good as those games are, those are still very video game centric where Spider-Man is very general in terms of like even if you're just a casual video game player you walk into a store and like there's a Spider-Man game on PS4 hell yeah I'll pick that up even though it's been two and a half years since a game came out you know what I mean so, yeah it's definitely one of those games that people are talking to me about that never talk about video games so there yeah. you go and I think that's the thing that a lot of times people get lost in the conversation is like people are very excited for Last of Us Part 2 those animations in the thing we saw at E3 are super impressive that game has a chance to be a 10 out of 10 that doesn't mean that it will be the fastest selling game that's not how that works, you know what I mean? Quality doesn't always go towards sales, nothing against Spider-Man we've talked about how great of a game it is, but just because Last of Us Part 2 will probably be a great game doesn't mean, oh yeah, it's automatically gonna sell the most out of anything, you know? It's just a weird correlation. I got something to say, guys. Uh oh. Yo, Spider Man. Spider -Man. PS4. <laughs> Yo, Spidey. Hey, Spider Man PS4. It's a better game than Infamous Second Son. Are you being true? It's a better superhero game, yeah. Wow. wow, that's big coming from you. I know how yeah. big of an infamous fan you are. That's crazy. Dude. And it's no spoiler to say I was fighting Electro and I was getting mad infamous vibes. But. Um, and you know it's these are it's a little bit apples to oranges because it's insomniac to sucker punch but um, I mean this game's a little bit better than uh, Sunset Overdrive 2 which I do consider to be like a pure superhero game so yeah I, I like Sunset Overdrive I never finished it but um, for me obviously it's an easier easier pull in for me with Spider-Man than it is you know this uh, Ryan Reynolds want to be and I say that in the best intentions I'm not trying to like shit on Sunset Overdrive but in terms of like a character I 
I'm not sure if there's a better superhero game, period, because I think it is better than Asylum, Arkham Asylum. Yeah, and that's my personal favorite out of three. We talked about that last week at length. I like Asylum more than the other two. Um, yeah. But it, 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 like I said earlier with Dom, it's like, well, you have to pay homage to Arkham because a lot of the systems that Spider-Man kind of took from were rock steady. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Yeah, you got to yeah. you gotta know where that came from. Um, anything else before we move on to the, the last couple of PlayStation stories, guys? Anything else to say about Spider-Man? My spidey senses are tingling. Yo, Spider-Man! <laughs> um, I got one last thing to say! So, uh, this is actually a subject we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast. PlayStation Now. We've talked about how they were kind of the first ones to this type of service before Xbox, but there was a lot of issues with it. You can only stream the games, which obviously latency caused that to be a major issue. The price point, it being $20 a month, isn't really consumer-friendly. There's a lot of issues with it. Well, today we kind of have a stepping stone in the right direction for PlayStation. Uh, so as of September 20th, this comes away with the PlayStation blog, PlayStation Now will now allow subscribers to download almost, and they say this specifically, almost all of the PS4 games on the service and all of the PS2 games available on PS Now. So all of the PS2 games that are available on PlayStation Now will be available to download and almost all of the PS4 I didn't games. catch that part. Sure. Yeah. Um... So, the thing is, is this is really cool, and we'll get into this specifically. My, my heart sank a little bit because it wasn't followed by the announcement of a permanent price drop. So, right now, there's a sale that you can get in on PlayStation Now for $10 a month, which is uh, comparable to Xbox Game Pass. But it's ending on September 25th, which is five days after this announcement was made. And it's going back to its original price of $20 a month. Um, so, it's a, it's a partial step in the right direction. But I'm kind of disappointed that there wasn't a price drop as well. Um, and the So, obviously people are going to compare PlayStation Now and Xbox Game Pass. So now that you can download games, that's great. That puts another check mark that they're even on. What Game Pass has on PlayStation Now currently is the price. It's way more affordable. Year-long, obviously PlayStation Now has sales. And Xbox's new exclusives are launching on the service, which gives even more value. I don't know if anytime soon we're going to see Days, maybe day, uh, Days Gone will launch on yeah, PlayStation Now. Right. Who knows? Nah, uh, nah. I'm joking, obviously. Um, don't hold your breath. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this? Obviously, it's a move in the right direction, but how do you guys feel about the announcement overall? My, my first instinct was, uh, it's still not, not something I'm I'm all about. Um, my first yeah. instinct was like, okay, that's good. But then I did like a double take and like looked real close. And I'm like, oh, I, I see. Like, well, they didn't say PS3. So to me, like... While this is a good move, it also highlights the fact that the PS4 is not backwards compatible. Um, and obviously... It's that Emotion Engine. Right. Obviously, like, yeah, it's it, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, and the, like, the, the architecture of the PS3 just makes this, you know, a way more difficult, you know, thing than they probably would have to... I mean, the that open source PS3 emulator, like, even the strongest PCs in the world can't play very like all but a i think a handful of games reliably that are ps3 right so there i don't see a future like there's it's just not possible or feasible for a ps4 to ever be backwards compatible with ps3 and i just don't think that's even a thing but this kind of while it's a good move to me like what 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 it highlighted to me was it was just a reminder like oh yeah they can't do it (laughs) like they probably would if they could but they're just like "Eh, they can't do it because they screwed up (laughs) You know, yeah, but I guess it's a little better than it was. So, Still not good enough, I think. Um, unless you have like awesome internet and it's 
you can stream perfectly reliably, then the catalog is actually really good. Um, yeah. At, for a while, it, I think the catalog was better than Games Pass, but Games Pass has been like just dropping bombs lately with games they added, like Division, Fallout Four, and Elder Scrolls Online. Like they've been like really beefing that shit up. So I, they're like overall the catalogs I think are pretty comparable. Maybe Games Pass has the edge with the, uh, you know, all the incoming Microsoft exclusives that are going to drop on there, but yeah, it's still and it's not quite good enough. But I guess it's better than it was. Well, and the crazy thing too is, Game Pass is obviously like two of the biggest titles on it right now are both multiplayer centric and are ongoing game. Well, maybe not State of Decay two, but Sea of Thieves most definitely is an ongoing game, right? It's a better game now than it was at launch. So there's even added value in that of a game that's continuously updating itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan, what do you think about this? Is this a step in the right direction? And the other question I have for you is, don't you think this is poor timing uh, for them to have the sale end on the 25th? Wouldn't Shouldn't they have the sale go a little bit longer to get people invested now that they can actually download games? Yeah, I think that's uh, classic Sony there. But I think the most interesting thing about the situation is um, if you look at this and add the PlayStation Classic... Yeah. They're like copying the other two companies on two different fronts where yeah. they're copying Nintendo and then they're copying Microsoft, kind of. So, I don't know, man. It might be like a dawning of a bright new day or it might be the blackest night. Who knows? It could be scary times for well, PlayStation. It, it is also one of those things of like, just because you're copying somebody doesn't mean your copy of it will be as good as we saw with the Connect for Xbox. Uh, you know, trying to copy motion controls. And um, there's obviously other other yes, examples move. of that. Yeah. Speaking of play, uh, PlayStation Classic, we're going to talk about that now. But before we get into it, you were talking about obviously we were talking about Game Pass and, and comparing it to, uh, to PlayStation Now, and which service is better. One of the funniest things I saw is when the PlayStation Classic was announced. Uh, Xbox, because people are like, where's the Xbox Classic? You know, yada, yada, yada. Basically saying, like, it doesn't have the lineage of Nintendo or, or PlayStation. And uh, Xbox shot back, and they're like, here's your Xbox Classic. It's on the console you already paid for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, which is pretty and cool. And I would just like to give a special shout-out to uh, my OG Xbox that is currently hooked up. Not my original OG Xbox, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's hooked up and it's got uh, Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction ready to go. Hell yeah! Um, so this also came by way of the PlayStation blog. It was a pretty bu- pretty big week for the blog. Um, so Sony has announced the PlayStation Classic, a piece of nostalgic hardware set to include 20 classic titles from the original console. It will release at a price of $99, and so far the only games confirmed in the $20 bundle are Final Fantasy VII, Tekken 3. Ridge Racer Type 4, Wild Arms, and Jumping Flash. The console console also comes with an HDMI cable, a USB, and two PS1 controllers. Not DualShock. Original PlayStation 1 controllers. So they don't have the the sticks. Analog sticks. Yeah. And also the AC adapter will be sold separately because if you're going to copy Nintendo, might as well do it all the way. Uh, (laughs) So, interesting... Um, obviously, we can all give our opinions on this, and then I have a couple questions for you guys. But for me, I think the price is a little high, in my opinion. Also, the fact that the PlayStation 1... If you told me this was $100 with the two DualShock controllers, that would make more sense to me. But the fact that it's $100 and they're not even DualShock PS1 controllers is kind of upsetting. 
Um, just wacky. Just wacky, man. And in terms of, obviously this is going to be a personal preference for everybody, but in terms of the titles they've so far announced, Final Fantasy VII would have got me in, but the fact that it was just like last week announced coming to Switch and Xbox, that it, it makes it like, oh, I don't really even need this. Tekken 3 is a nostalgia play for me personally, though from what I've seen, that game doesn't hold up very well. I have no affiliation with Ridge Racer or Wild Arms or Jumping Flash. So, um, and also, it not having DualShock controllers means that the chances of Metal Gear Solid being on this are kind of unlikely. Um, so, what they're, do you... They re- released this tiny little list, and I'm telling you, they're just waiting to see what people want, and they're going to add it. Yeah. Well, I, I think the reason Metal Gear Solid isn't viable is because it... I don't know if it requires the DualShock, but a lot of the mechanics in the game are amplified by the DualShock controller, so people are assuming it's not in there. Um, but in terms of this initial announcement, the price, the games that were announced, and the hardware included, what did you guys think of the announcement? Yeah, I think it's cool. It's a cool little thing. This isn't, it's not me, because um, I have no nostalgia for the PS1, just like I didn't have any for the NES and the SNES Classic guys, right? But the AC adapter is like a weird, like, like you shake your head, like, seriously? Like, just come on just you know come on i'll give them the price you know what i mean they're looking at it from the perspective of um you know what they charge for those games those these types of games now are higher than like what nintendo is charging for you know the nes and snes games now like via virtual console or whatever and like this is a um more i would argue that well nintendo tends to hold prices on classic games a lot more than than other uh, publishers all those NES games and the SNES games, like on 3DS, they're like five and seven bucks a piece. I, I get whatever. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then on those yeah. PS1 games, you know, via Sony's uh, eShops or whatever, are like closer to 20 for most of them. The Final Fantasy ones are definitely. But anyway, and then like, oh, this is technically a more advanced console than the SNES and NES, which I, that that's a perspective, but it's kind of, you know, I guess I, I'd say that's kind of dumb because they're all extremely unadvanced now. Cause it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they're all ROMs on a goddamn little Raspberry Pi. There's, you know what I mean? It's not like it costs them more to put these on there than any than the NES Classic or whatever. But the point, the ultimate thing is like this is they can honestly they can charge 150 or 200 because all that like little complaints about like the cord or like the length of the controller cord. You know, the AC adapter, like, all those little complaints or, like, oddities, like, it's all, like, doesn't really matter because what they're selling is the nostalgia, right? So, yeah, that's, and that's a hard thing to quantify in terms of money sometimes, but it, it's expensive, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, that's, and maybe that is too much. Maybe there's not enough nostalgia for this thing as they're trying to charge it, but that's, I, so for me, it's harder to say that that's necessarily too much money. Certainly, it's too much for me. You know, I would pay twenty bucks for this well, thing. <laughs> you know, so. the weird the weird thing is that with when you talk about PlayStation One, rare there are multiplayer games that people have nostalgia for, but it's primarily like JRPGs and and single yeah. player experiences that people remember from the mm-hmm. PS One. So it's weird to me. It's their decision to have two non DualShock controllers. When I would much rather, that's a good point. I would even personally justify paying for one DualShock. And not getting a second controller as opposed to two without it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I didn't think um, of it like that. Yeah, but it's like... What it is. Castlevania yeah. and Final Fantasy. Like, yeah, it's a lot of... It's mostly single-player stuff on there. Yeah. That are most... Jared, they want you to... They want you to take these non-DualShock PlayStation 1 controllers and slide them into the side of your original fat PS3 
<laughs> that is backwards compatible, and then it can fly. And uh, that's how you get the complete package because you don't really have an AC adapter, and so you kind of have to like rig it all together. And this is this is the Easter egg that they've put together for you. Yeah. Um. So I have a question for you. <laughs> I have a question for you, Jordan. For both of you, but I want to aim it at you first. So what might the other 15 games be? You mentioned uh, Castlevania, uh, Dom. And uh, I'll, I also want to ask, Jordan, uh, Dom, you already answered it. Jordan, I don't think you had. Are you gonna? Are you thinking about getting it? Um, and the one Probably game... not. The one game, Jordan, I thought you were going to leave this with is... Do you think... Like, I, was, I thought you were going to say, I hope this thing has Crash Team Racing. That would be great. I definitely think you'll get some kind of Crash... You'll probably get more Final Fantasy, and you'll probably get Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Is that? Did you say that specifically, Dom? Uh, or just I just said Castlevania, but I think you're right. That that's the one yeah. that they need, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so yeah. I I don't think I'll get it. I don't think it's worth it. Like Dom said, I could just emulate emulate this shit if I really wanted to. I've got a lot of these games on my Vita. They yeah. go back and forth between Vita and PS3, not PS4, but uh, yeah, it's like. Um. Yeah, this is definitely a day late and a dollar short. It's weird how it's not the complete package, like I was joking about. And so there's, yeah, there's just too many drawbacks. And then, you know, if it's the same deal as uh, the two Nintendo Classic consoles, then I don't want to be hunting it down. It's just not worth it to me. Yeah. Um, I think so, it'll sell yeah. like hotcakes, though. Like, I have no... Sure, sure. You know, qualms about that. But it also depends It'll if they be do cool the have... limit thing, right? Where it's like, right. oh, it's sold out. Yeah. 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 It'll be cool to have sitting in your living room if you can grab one. It looks dope. I'll say that. As somebody with cool. nostalgia for the sure. PS1, I really like the way it looks. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go over some top PS1 games here uh, just that are possible choices. We talked about Metal Gear Solid and how not having the DualShock might limit that. Yeah. Uh, Crash Bash, which I don't remember, which I'm assuming is a Crash Party game. Um, I don't know if that'll make the list. The Resident Evil games are weird because Resident Evil 2 Remake is coming out early next year, and then Res- there's already a Resident Evil Remake that you can play on current-gen consoles. So Resident that's like, That's Evil. weird. There's Digimon World, which I vaguely remember. Um, Driver 2, which could be a possible choice. People like the Driver games. Uh, the Crash and Spyro... There's going to be a couple more JRPGs, be, even besides Final Fantasy. It's going to be a sports yeah, game too, right? Uh, so Crash... I'm going through the list real quick. Uh, so Crash and Spyro, those are weird. Those will probably not be on it, considering we just got two remasters. So I don't know if Activision would license it for this if they want people to buy the newer versions for a higher price, you know, and they'll get 100% mm. revenue there. So that's weird. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy Tactics, which I've heard a lot about. People love that game, so that'd be an interesting pick for it. Um, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, uh, Tarzan, which Resident. is obviously a licensed game. Uh, Gran Turismo 2, Mega Man X4, Dino Crisis 2, uh, Chrono Cross, which is possibly one of those choices, like you said, uh, Jordan, um, another JRPG, uh, GTA 2, which would be a, a pretty cool choice for wow. it, um, Tales of Destiny 2, which I've never heard of, uh, Legend of Dragoon, which a lot of people love, so that'd be another JRPG. Uh, Xenogears, another JRPG. Dragon Quest Seven, another JRPG. Um, yeah, it was. That's what the console was known for. So that's what I was saying earlier, Dom. It's weird that like they wouldn't do one DualShock controller. 
and they did two, you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't talk about the PlayStation and be like, all of those multiplayer experiences. Right. Um, <clears throat> despite it having Tekken and Mortal Kombat, so. Um, yeah, it also has uh, Oddworld, which people love. Uh, and this is a game that I've heard a lot of people really enjoy uh, that are, like, in the gaming industry, but outside of it, I've never heard anybody talk about it. Brave Fencer Musashi. Have you guys ever heard of that game? Yeah. Yeah. People I've go nuts over that game. Um, one Kyle Don't Bossman. About it. <laughs> one Kyle Bossman loves that game. It's like imagine Sekiro, but on the PlayStation One. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I fucking won't. I won't imagine it. Yeah. Like, no thanks. So uh, I guess that's pretty much it for the show. Since we're gonna be hopping into what we're gonna be playing, one thing I wanted to mention is I was looking at the voice cast for Spider-Man, and there's some interesting actors who are in it. Um, I know you. Neither of you are into. Uh, Overwatch, but did, did either of you play it, or have you heard the? Have you watched the cinematics for it? Not one. No, but I don't know if I mentioned the uh, voice actor for Miles is uh, the same as the current animated series. Yeah. So the guy who voices uh, Norman Osborn, Jordan, is the guy who does Lex Luthor and uh, Superboy in Young Justice, which is dope. Oh, okay. Very yeah, nice. and the uh, the guy who voices Otto Octavius is the guy who voiced Morden Solus in the Mass Effect series. Huh. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are great examples. But then even like the stars, it's a stacked voice cast. I would say. I mean, it's really out of control how good the cast is from top to bottom. Yeah, uh, Yuri is voiced by Tara Platt, who isn't as famous, but she's like in a bunch of stuff. Like she's voice acted. Yeah. She does. Uh, she was in Bayonetta two and World of Warcraft and a lot of things. The other one I wanted to mention, the reason I asked you guys about Overwatch, is because Reinhardt, who's the big silver armored character with the hammer, he's a very beloved character and he has a very specific voice. The guy who voices him is the same guy who does J. Jonah Jameson. So, which is a really nice. cool tie in there. I gotta give a shout out. Uh, there's of course Kingpin, who's. Uh, is it Travis Willingham? Yeah, is Travis Willingham? Willingham. Yeah, Willingham. Willingham, yeah. And then, of course, got to give a huge shout-out to uh, Six, you know, Jason Street, a.k.a. Scott Porter, who plays uh, Harry Osborn. Yeah, which he'll have a way who... bigger role, we assume, in the second game. No comment. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Well, I, we know that we, we even you can tell just from doing his side missions. Well, yeah, the research points is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about his mom and yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, the voice actors. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention some of them because I don't think they get enough love. And we talked about the facial animations last week and how great they were. And I just top to bottom, this game is just in that department in terms of voice acting and performances. Really incredible. Like, the cast they brought together is super great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to explain who Scott Porter is, Jason Street is a quarterback in Friday Night Lights, the series, which is a fantastic series that you should watch more than one season of. He's also the and, main character, uh, one of the main characters in the Madden Long Shot story mode. Yeah, and he's like, he's played Nightwing in uh, Arkham Knight, he's played Cyclops in the Marvel anime, so he does a lot of cool voice acting. Yeah, and he also does but, yeah. a lot of stuff for like charity and stuff, which is awesome. Um, Shout out to Scott Porter. 
In terms of where we're going to be playing, I might start up that second playthrough of Spider-Man. I'm not sure. Damn. Um, I was thinking about before uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey comes out, I was thinking about hopping into Origins again, but I kind of don't want to burn myself out before it comes out. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. Um, so do you have anything from PlayStation Plus that you might want to play on your PS4? I'm not subscribed to PlayStation Plus. So. I thought you had like built a couple games up, didn't you? I do, but like I just Oh, been... but then you would have to resubscribe. To yeah. I'll eventually get to it cuz I have Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank which I definitely want to play, Ooh. but I with a couple of games I have to buy soon, I can't justify buying the console, buying Spider-Man and then subscribing to a service that I'm not really going to use a whole lot, you know what I mean? When I have the free time, right. I'm like I'm going to play through Bloodborne or Ratchet and Clank, then I'll subscribe there to it. Um, we'll even like make the decision Man, like this month buy a month of plus or whatever and play through those games and that'd be it right yeah I don't know. yeah um was i gonna say oh so i want to get to the dragon prince which came out american vandal um scott pilgrim got put on netflix and i've never seen that movie so i think i'll go and watch that nice have you ever read them uh read no the i've kind of been turned off to it honestly which is weird because i'm like super i'm a super nerd and it seems like super nerds love it but it just doesn't from everything I've seen, it just doesn't vibe with me personally. So, gotcha. Yeah, we'll see though. Brie Larson's in it, which is dope. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much it for me. Chris we'll Evans, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Spider Man. So you said you're beating it. Do you think Spider-Man, you're planning it this weekend, or is that too much to ask for? Yeah, I might not just, get. I'm beating it. I might not get quite that far. Okay. So I guess I'm pausing on uh, Final Fantasy VII, and I'll buy it again on Switch <laughs> when it comes out, since I'm not too far into it. Um, and then uh, I now that I've finished Spider-Man, I'm sure I'll jump back into it at some point. But finish the story, and I've done a bunch of side stuff already, and I have basically all the suits. And I'm not trying to get a platinum. I don't really care as much. But uh, I think I'll jump back into playing uh, through the Kingdom Hearts stuff. And then uh, just kind of watching something on the second screen. Dom. <laughs> Dom's face. And then uh, I've been watching uh, the Spider-Man movies to go along with Kind of Funny's uh, review series. Which we've talked about, of course. Um, and then I rewatched uh, Spider-Man Homecoming as well. Because... Um, Excellent movie. I, yeah, everyone loves that movie, and I still I think it's a good movie. I do think it's overrated. I won't jump into it because it's a whole deal. But uh, of course, I really like Spider Man Two, and there's plenty of stuff that's wrong with it uh, since it's so damn old, I guess. But uh, obviously, Spider Man Three was not great. <laughs> um, so I might throw on uh, Amazing Spider Man One and Two, which I've seen those movies. Um, at least once a piece um, but I might throw those on while I'm playing uh, Kingdom Hearts and then um, yeah shout out I'm only a couple of episodes into Batman Beyond but obviously I'm all about that and um, yeah just going through a bunch of different series I need to jump into BoJack Horseman season 5 because that just came out and BoJack Horseman is one of the best fucking shows, man. I love that shit. So, a um, little shout out to that. But uh, yeah, we'll see if I get around to playing anything else. Um, I kind of talked. I don't know if I talked before the show or during the show with you, Jared, about 
all my uh, signal problems with the Switch, so I've been just basically playing the Switch to fucking test it out and try to get it in its own special little chamber in the living room where it's not uh, distracted by all the electrical signals running about. So, um, anyways, yeah. Two quick things. You mentioned Batman Beyond and then you mentioned Kingdom Hearts, and it reminded me of two things I wanted to mention. One, I talked to you about this on the Messenger, through our messages, uh, Dom. I was, like, really underwhelmed with the DC Universe streaming app. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I did the free trial, and I'm like, I knew it going in, so it met my expectations in a negative way. I was just like, yeah, I don't know how this justifies $8. Like, we've heard the rumors of Disney service, and now we have confirmation of some of the stuff that's going to be on there. And that's reportedly going to be about $10. And I'm like, the amount of stuff Disney's going to offer in comparison to this, it's... I can see if it was like W, if it was Warner Brothers streaming app, but the fact that it's only DC, the comic selection is very limited. The it's here's the thing, Jared. You're on that DC streaming service reading comics. You're not even gonna see Batman's dick, so I'm. It's not <laughs> worth it. And yeah. I'll tell you that much right now. The weird thing, if you were gonna launch a DC service and you're like, oh, we're gonna have movies on there, don't you think you'd have the Dark Knight trilogy on there at the very least? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that it seems like it's Very missing, weird. so I, I figured it was like that. It's great to have uh, Batman up there at launch, especially, like I've mentioned a billion times since it's being remastered right now, the animated series. But that's not worth 8 bucks a month, in my opinion. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that is a plus, and yeah. then to have uh, Superman. You know, if they had some random shit like Static Shock on there, you know, just it is. like filling in the gaps... Static, oh, Static Shock is on there? Yeah. What about the Zeta Project? Because no. that also crosses over with uh, Batman and Superman animated series. So shit like that. Uh, super deep guts and uh, more comics. But anyways. No Batman dick, no <laughs> subscription. You know what I'm saying, boys? Uh, the last thing is I really want the Kingdom Hearts collection on Xbox, right? I've been saying that forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a piece of information I found out this week. I don't know if it's new information, but it was spreading around as if pe- a lot of people had found out about it for the first time. So I don't know if it's one of those mm. things that it was a fact that was buried. You know what I mean? And people recently mm. rediscovered it. But when Final Fantasy Spirits Within, is that the correct title, Jordan? The movie? The animated movie? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah. When that flopped and cost Square Enix a butt ton of money, Sony butt bailed ton. them out. And because of that, Sony got 14% of Square Enix stock, like, total. Damn. So there was kind of like a non-negotiable, like, hey, we get your games kind of shit. And recently, sure. recently, Sony gave back those stocks. And that's where you're seeing Final Fantasy come to Xbox and all these Square games finally make their way over to the Xbox platform. That was just something I never Absolutely. knew, which is kind of crazy. 14%, Absolutely. that's quite a bit for a company like Square, oh, Square yeah. Enix. Um, oh, yeah. That's it for episode 112. Catch us next week. Hopefully Dom is be in the game by then. Uh, we'll we'll probably talk about our thoughts uh, next week, and then we're going to do the spoiler cast where we go into not only the story in Spider-Man, but I definitely the second half of the podcast, I want to talk about our dreams, wants, and uh, speculations for the second game. And, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, it. If you can, yeah. please follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Leave a like if you can. Follow us on iTunes, leave a review, that definitely helps. Follow us on Twitter at CTRLINT, that's Controlled Interest Abbreviated. I am at Jared underscore, Dom is at Dom's Oreos, Jordan is at Mellow Modus. The person would just, the person would just at Jared, give me that goddamn username by now. Thank you, and have a good day. Bye.